tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and skyworn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, Emmy-winning storm chaser and photographer Chris Sanner, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser Phil Johnson. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast and Stormfront Freaks Raw for those of you watching our live recording. Hey, we're still waiting for our guest tonight, William, to use his fancy studio equipment. And, and help produce our video recording. You know, we just saw the video intro, and I think Chris Sanders got three times as much hair now as he did in that picture. He does. I was going to ask him yes. about that. We'll, we'll, have to, grow. We'll, we'll have to definitely use the extra wide uh, letterbox <laughs> screen. Yeah, definitely. Chris, yeah, it looks great. Don't let Phil. You know what, Phil <laughs> Here's the deal. Phil, look at look at Phil's head. Look at mine. It's pure jealousy. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, but look, look at the other. Wow. Look at Phil's face. But I'll tell you what, what once uh, once w- w- our guest William shares all his uh, great studio and video equipment, we can mm-hmm. probably finally take the raw tag off of Stormfront Freaks Raw because we'll we'll have some great video. But hey, if it's your first time listening, uh, welcome. Hope you have some fun with us. Uh, we've had an all-time download record of our last show. So uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, obviously, we keep growing, and, and we love you guys. We have some exciting guests and shows on the horizon for you as well. I'll share some of those uh, at the end of the show. However, this is episode 35, Woo! and our guest this week is chief meteorologist and creator of Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV, William Cole. So we'll find out all about the success of his streaming weather forecast channel, uh, we'll also be discussing the links national and local TV news and weather channels will take to win the ratings battle. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, we'll stick around because we're going to have the, the Titan U Minute, Weather Fools, WX Resources, listener comments, and all kinds of other crazy-ass fun. So what I want to do first and foremost is welcome our new co-host, uh, uh, Mr. Hare. He's been a former guest and recent <laughs> Titans U Minute contributor. From Oklahoma City, Chris Sanner. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Chris. Let's go. Just for the record, though, I'm in Ohio right now. I I figured to do the first one, I had to be as close to Phil as possible. So (laughs) I'm in the house right across the street from him. We feel the same way. That's fair. That's fair. So, hey, we look forward to to Chris's input and perspective as a seasoned storm chaser and weather uh, weather media producer. However, it is his virgin show today, so we'll keep that in mind uh, during his honeymoon session. But let's do this. Let's quick introduce the team. Uh, it's happy hour. Let's introduce our freaks, find out what they're drinking. Uh, MJ, we'll start with uh, our live producer up in Minnesota. What do you got? All right. This uh, evening, I'm drinking some Dos Equis, uh Blanca. Uh, stay thirsty, my friends. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> you're, you're, you're turning... You're turning uh, Mexican on us. You you got you're you're sipping the. I got a good sampler snacks. pack, and I still have. It. <laughs> ah, it All right. Well, and then we got Chris, who, as he mentions, normally in Oklahoma City. Tonight he's in Akron. But uh, Chris, what do you what are you drinking this evening? 
Uh, it's been a hard week of vacation, so I'm actually getting some wings again. Red Bull, I think <laughs> I, I need it tonight. So I'm Aww. making it half here. We'll, we'll open it live on air. Here we go. There we go. Oh, oh good. Fresh. You know, I think that's what you were drinking uh, when you were a guest on our show. I can't confirm I'm, a, I'm sponsored by them or not. Can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Maz is hey, in Cincinnati. What are you drinking? Yeah, you know, in honor of this cold weather that's kind of moved in here, I'm oh. like, let's go straight to Oktoberfest. Oh, Oktoberfest. 90s Oktoberfest. Nice. That is good. It's really too. good. I know. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, to be honest with you. Uh, I've got a lot of favorites. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. We know, Phil. We uh, know. Kim, we know. Kim is in Atlanta. Kim, what are you drinking? Well, I am drinking an IPA. And uh, this one, not surprised, this one, I don't know if you can see it. This is kind of a cool one. This is actually from the um, 21st, let's see, I'm trying to think of the brewery name, Amendment Brewery Company. Oh, yeah. And it is a blood orange IPA. And I guess the 21st Amendment abolished um, prohibition, the 18th Amendment. So kind of a cool name for this. It abolished IPA beers? It, it, it's a lot of. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, really, very good and uh, probably more of a summary beer, but yeah, it's good. Sure. California. Good. All right. And then and then we got Brady in Columbus, and I, I need to say he's in Columbus, not in his family's Florida home. No, tonight. which yeah. I wanted to be. I was scheduled to be, actually. Um, and then I had to, at the literally the last second, I was on my way to the airport, and I turned around and went home because I knew because I had a flight at home Saturday, but I knew it was going to get canceled, so I was going to get that stuck. Was smart, so. very smart. Yeah. Yep. I'm here now. I'm here now, and I am drinking some Tennessee honey whiskey uh, in wow. honor of my brother. This this is his favorite uh, drink here, and he's actually on his honeymoon with his newly oh. married wife oh. in St. Lucia, which got barely missed by the hurricane. Wow. Thank the Lord. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, so there, he sent me a picture. It's completely sunny and beautiful there, and nothing. Oh nothing man, there, lucky. So. You let's know, get Brady, him. Let's get husband. him on Snapchat or something right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. He's he, yeah, he's going no technology. No. So yeah. My husband drinks that honey whiskey, yeah. and he puts it with um, ginger ale. Mm. And I honey had whiskey that. It is, is really very good. good. Yeah, it's very that. good. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then hey, and then for all of our listeners that think we're a drinking show because they hear <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're what? What? <laughs> they hear the introduction of our team here at the beginning drinking in our in our new stormfront freaks color changing cups uh you guys can see and then i'm gonna i'm pouring a little mics whoa whoa, whoa. started that out slow down uh, man <laughs> that out. Uh, so i'm pouring a little mics hard lemonade in our uh stormfront freaks blue color changing cups and I should highlight that these uh, will be available. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna pass them out oh, at the um, uh, the the Bill Paxton Memorial event mm -hmm. that the North Texas Storm Spotters are putting on September 16th in Wakita, Oklahoma. Uh, we're gonna have a bunch of those passed out, and we're also gonna pass out a bunch at the Indiana Chaser Convention. Uh, no, I think that's November Saturday, November 16th or 17th. Um, I should know that, but I don't. But anyway, we'll be at the uh, Indiana Chaser Convention as well. So register for that, and we'll be passing these out if you're one of the first few people there. Awesome. It's, hey, uh, Phil. I now have a blue cup. 
Yeah. Speaking of passing out, is Kim drinking like a yard of beer? What the heck? I saw that glass and I'm like, it's, a, it's a yard glass. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's let's jump to uh, what we're always here for, which is our guest. We'll stop screwing around and Kim, go ahead and introduce our featured guest. I would love to. All right. William Cole is a meteorologist and founder of Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. Now, it was founded in 2009 as uh, OklahomaWeatherTracker.com. He is the founder and chief meteorologist and uh, noticed a lack of live online weather information available in Oklahoma. Now, William made it his goal to change that, and OklahomaWeatherTracker.com was launched as a simple and easy way to navigate um, on a website with minimal advertisements featuring an abundance of live Oklahoma weather information, such as live radars, live conditions, and even a live blog, forecasts, and much more. OklahomaWeatherTracker.com has generated a huge following on Facebook and Twitter over the years. The Oklahoma Weather Tracker mobile app was created on the same principles. And um, an easy way to navigate the app, and it looks like it puts live Oklahoma weather information at your fingertips especially if you're in Oklahoma. In late March of 2016, Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV will also be available nationwide on Apple TV, Roku. Actually, I think they are um, available right now in Google um, Chromecast, also on Amazon Fire TV in April. Welcome so much. My question is, are you going to go, William, to other states and do this? Or are you just going to keep this in Oklahoma? But no, so I think the question was, am I going to do it in other states? And no, I mean, I think it works here in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I'm a fourth generation Oklahoma, just kind of plugged into the weather here, got the app going and uh, no real plans to expand. Yeah. Oh, because I, I could definitely see this being something in every state. I don't know. And maybe yeah. you yeah. have people do it for you. But yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I totally understand it. And I mean, maybe uh, kind of when we were, you know, going through the whole concept at one point, we kind of thought about doing kind of like a national weather channel type thing. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, as far as doing the streaming, the bandwidth and all that, it's just not it's really not profitable to do that. So yeah. uh, just kind of local Oklahoma. So Will, t- talk about uh, what got you interested in weather and uh, where'd you go to college and, and what did you uh, get your degree in? Well, you know, I think I probably have the same story as most of the people in Oklahoma that grew up. I mean, we all grew up watching Gary England and uh, I kind of have that same story. And uh, there's no real specific thing that got me interested in weather. It's just kind of been a lifelong, you know, kind of passion and, and fascination with Oklahoma weather. And it's always changing. And I mean, we have all four seasons here and uh, it's, it's just been one of those things, you know? Yeah. And I've never, I've never really kind of, grew, you know, grown out of it, so to speak, even as I've gotten older. So, yeah. so, so when you had the idea, were you just, you, how'd you, what was the logistics of the whole thing? And then as you got it on the air, what were some of the things you learned? Like, oh, we shouldn't do that. Or, oh, that works great. Well, so I started, you know, just an initial website and the website, it just kind of got a cult following. And uh, from there, you know, I tried an app and the app grew. I mean, there, there's no real science to it. And then, you know, I just wanted to add some video. And uh, then as we added the video channel to it, you know, that just kind of continued to grow as well. And I mean, our main focus now, it is the video. Uh, you know, that's kind of, that's the whole direction that we're going. Hmm. So, well, I see a bit of a setup behind you. Give us, give us the idea of, because I know a lot of people have probably been, you know, maybe some people that are listening to this podcast have been in like TV studios. How does mm-hmm. what you guys have, how does that compare and contrast? Um, to well, that? 
I mean, we're never going to be able to rival, you know, a $40 million TV station yeah. or anything like yeah. that. But, I mean, but, we do, but we do have a lot of equipment here. You know, I'm not going to lie. You can kind of see it here behind me. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, are you talking about, like, the actual equipment that we're using? Or, I mean, what do you mean specifically? Yeah, just like, you know, do you guys have, like, a, like a stage or, you, you know, what, you know? Right, we do. So, yeah. so in the other room, and, I mean, Phil's actually been here, right? So we have a whole chroma key setup. I mean, we, I mean we're, everything we do here is 100% legit uh, from the lighting to the computers to, you know, to pretty much everything. So, so we essentially have a poor man's TV station yeah. uh, that we built here, you know? Which so is awesome. Yeah, give us the tour. So point everything out. Be the Vanna White. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. I can't. I can't really take you into the other room. But uh, but no. But I mean, but we do. I mean, we do have a lot of equipment. I mean, and it's something I've invested in. Uh, you know, we're not just running one or two computers. All right. So William, here's my question because you said you started off as just a website. Where did you get the audio and video knowledge to put a whole studio together and now stream your forecasts? Yeah, sure. No, exactly. So, right. So the website started, but, you know, as far as doing the actual video, you know, I didn't really have any experience doing it. I didn't have any experience producing it or even the equipment. And I mean, when I say it was trial by error, I mean, it's literally been trial by error. And I mean, there's not a lot of people in the country that really can originate and produce, you know, a 24 seven stream. And that's just, you know, kind of been the thing we've had to do. So it's basically been, you know, using different software, trying different software, um, and just piecing it together. So, well, so I, there's, see, I see. So, so I there's see. no, so, so there's no real magic recipe that we've used, uh, you know, in order to do it. Hmm. So, well, I see that you have a team. Um, how did how did you guys have you guys known each other for a while, or how did you guys come in contact, and um, how did you get them to come on board? No, I mean, as far as the storm team goes, so as far as the storm trackers go, uh, you know, these are just guys that really I've met, uh, you know, just kind of mm. through the storm tracking community. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've gone through several storm trackers here, uh, you know, that's for sure. Uh, but the guys I have now, I mean, they're super solid. Uh, you know, they do a great job, uh, you know, as far as going out, capturing the weather, bringing the video back here to the studio as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure. Do you get recognized? Uh, as far as like being out and about? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, I do a little bit here and there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who have the app or, you know, they watch us on Roku or, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, that kind of stuff I don't play into. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal to me. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, there'll be people that come up to me and say, hey, I have your app or you the guy with the app or, or you know, yeah, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> the app guy. That's cool. So what, what were your challenges, William, getting, getting it up and running and, and putting it together? I mean, really everything. I mean, so in other words, as far as, you know, originating the stream and getting it out, being able to stay up, you know, with more than, you know, 100 people watching at a time. Uh, I mean, the, the challenges of honestly, they've just been endless, you know, and there's really there's, there's no real go by. There's no real, uh, you know, company that, you know, puts this kind of stuff together. So there's not a book that you can get that tells you step-by-step instructions. On <laughs> I make a 24-hour live stream. Uh, my my life over the last several years would have been much easier if there would have been. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's, there's just not. So, so, Will, with that small team, how often are you, like, in the studio? And you've got to be working long days. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so got to I mean, be a ton of work. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're, they're 12-hour-plus days, that's for sure. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really the only one who does the forecast. I've been doing the forecast even on just the old OklahomaWeatherTracker.com website, you know, for, for years and years, you know, so it's just something I've kind of built into my, uh, my daily routine. And you do your own graphics? Say that again. You do your own graphics too? All, all the, own, yeah, all my own graphics. Absolutely. Wow. 
So, mm, that's a lot of work. Do, I only do the shows five days a week. I only do them Monday through Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's but the forecast kind. is updated every single day, all seven days. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you guys probably kick it in like high gear and like storm chasing season. What do you guys do um, like in the off season um, when you when you know there isn't big time storms out in Oklahoma? Right. Well, so I still do the weather, just my normal weather cast three times per day, you know, Monday through Friday. As far as the storm trackers, I mean, they're just, you know, going about their everyday life. I mean, there's really mm-hmm. nothing, you know, for them to do this time of year. Yeah. Except so, for go, but, go to Irma. Yeah, exa- right. Or go, to, go down <laughs> like that or, or Harper yeah. or whatnot. But, uh, yeah. but no, but, I mean, but we, we still do the normal daily forecast shows. And and like I said, we, we do those three times a week, you know, Monday through Friday. So people are still able, even when they're not, you know, tuning in for severe weather, uh, you know, they're still able to stay plugged in with the weather uh, as far as, you know, my 12-day forecast and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, William, uh, got to admit, first off, my wife uses your app every day. It's it's ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. well, I, you, I, you, you've, got, you've got her cooked in. You've done a good job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, first off, I'm curious, where did you grow up in Oklahoma as a fellow Oklahoman? Where did you grow no, up? So I'm, I'm from Norman. So I'm originally okay. from Norman. So I was born here. Yeah. And like I said, no one's I'm from Norman. Say that again. I said, no one's from Norman. That's impossible. I uh, know. It's just impossible, huh? I've grown up in the weather capital of the world, right? But no, I was born. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what, in, in terms of uh, see, this, just Oklahoma weather, obviously you have storm season. Let, let's just throw that aside because that's the easy answer here. But what is your favorite weather other than spring storm season in Oklahoma? I like it. You know, I would say winter weather, but I would say not forecasting winter weather. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, but, yeah. but, but I do enjoy winter weather. I don't necessarily like the cold. Uh, but forecasting winter weather in Oklahoma, I, I would say it's more challenging than even the severe weather days. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a real yeah. challenge here. But uh, no, I mean, my, my favorite weather phenomenon, I mean, obviously it's severe weather. But I mean, if I had to choose a second, it would be winter weather. Mm-mm-mm. Ice storms specifically. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, not not that I not that I like them or, or want to go through them, but you know, yeah. just as far as actually covering weather goes. Yeah. You know, I, I, ice storms. There's there's always a lot of just poor, you know, nasty stuff that goes along with them, and there's All a right. lot of involved. So yeah. I'll pl- I'll plus one that ice storms have always been my second too. Yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We do get some some pretty nasty ice storms here. So yeah. No way. You oh, lose yeah. power. You know, you can't be eating your favorite. Now, now, but, now, let me preface. I'm not saying that I enjoy ice storms. I'm just saying as far as the coverage goes. And, okay, and, okay. Yeah. I yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So, not, yeah. Bill, this is this is where we insert the generator commercial. Into the <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll work on that. Okay. Work on uh, that. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, William, what, what tell, tell us some of the biggest successes you've had as you've grown – uh, Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. What are some of the things you're most proud of that you've done? Well, I mean, I think number one, I mean, I think it's, you know, the, the feedback that we get from, you know, everyday Oklahomans that are using the app or, or you know, watching the coverage. I mean, number one, mm-hmm. um, you know, we get a lot of emails and even, you know, for our storm trackers, when they're out, you know, they'll tell me stories. You know, there was one guy, he was way down in southeastern Oklahoma, super small town down there, and he pulled in to get gas. And the lady in the gas station was watching our coverage. She's like, I'm, I would just watch you on the app. So there's a lot of locations in Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma City gets great weather coverage. You know, Lawton gets good weather coverage down there. Tulsa does as well. But you get out in the rural parts of Oklahoma, and we hear this over and over and over again, there's no weather coverage. Yeah. I mean, unless there's an F4, F5, you know, tornado on the ground, you know, the local affiliates, for the most part, are not necessarily covered. Now, that's changed a little bit this last season where, uh, you know, if there's a tornado warning, a lot of times there will be some coverage. But, you know, we do hear, you know, more times than not, they just don't 
you know, have anybody out there, especially in Western Oklahoma. And I mean, you know, every, everybody nowadays, it seems like has a Roku and, you know, they just tune in, they get the forecast. We mentioned Western Oklahoma and it just ties into them. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that number one, and then I think just the fact that, you know, the viewers consistently, you know, tune in, you know, on a daily basis that even when there's no weather uh, mm -hmm. that it, they're turning to us, you know, whether it's a 12 day, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, that they're trusting us now and that they're actually, you know, using the app. And I mean, just like Chris said, his wife uses it multiple times a day. I mean, that's it's great. like crack. Exactly what we're looking yeah. for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think though, so I, I so you know, as I do this, it's always kind of been, you know, it, it's a for Oklahoma thing. It's never been the fact I'm looking like, oh, you know, do I want to be the next gearing? It's, it's nothing like that. It's that people use it that, you know, as I'm here 12 hours a day, putting this stuff together, the forecast together that we have end users actually looking at it, actually using it, planning their day by it. And again, when there's severe weather, because, you know, we make our own severe weather risk maps here as well. Uh, you know, that as people actually use that and, you know, put that into their plans. So I think just the fact that we're really making a difference and it's, again, not just in Norman, not just in Oklahoma City, but I mean, we're doing it, you know, all across the state. Does so, Gary know that that uh, you don't want to be him? <laughs> we just had him on the show. I know, that's right. <laughs> we did. <laughs> So what's what's the future plan? What any uh, any projects coming up or any different ideas of you know for your for your channel? No, your, I think I, I think show? for right now, I think for right now, it's really Oklahoma Weather Tracker TV. I, I just want to continue to grow it um, and, and just keep going. Uh, we're about to actually add a, a weekend person doing a weekend weathercast. Nice. Uh, you know, the the goal is to actually have a morning person and, and, and stuff like that as well. Uh, also, you know, of course, programming. It's something we've really looked at. And, you know, the neat thing about it is, you know, I, I'm just so busy throughout the day uh, that I don't really have a lot of time to try and generate additional evening programs. I like to have one additional program each evening. And so we've looked at doing it. It's kind of, I mean, I'm just stretched, uh, you know, between trying to actually have a life and do this as well, that I just don't have a lot of extra time. So there's, there's a production company up in Tulsa that we're talking with. Uh, you know, they have some ideas of different things they want to do. So, you know, just like you guys are on Thursday nights, you know, at 8 p.m., uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to add some additional programming with some additional partners instead of having to create our own original uh, programming from here. So we hope to kind of, you know, continue to do that as well. I, I heard Chris Sanders got a new studio. Oh. And he's producing. Oh, really? <laughs> I have wow. like a weather sitcom too, Will. I've got a weather, sitcom. weather sitcom coming down the pipe. So. Interesting, interesting stuff, interesting yeah. stuff. So but anyway, so, so that's the plan right now is to hold fairly steady and, you know, keep growing this and, and doing this. I mean, I, I enjoy, even though it's a lot of work, I do enjoy doing this, uh, you know, each and every day. And, uh, you know, so, and, you know, beyond that, we'll see, you know, we'll see what's next, if there is anything else. Okay. Well, tell us, uh, tell us, William, I guess, how people can uh, find your app and find your program and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah. So the neat thing about the app, all you literally have to do is type in Oklahoma weather. Uh, if you do that, it's generally like the top two or three results there. Uh, but it's Oklahoma weather tracker, Oklahoma weather tracker TV. Uh, the app, it's free. Of course it's on, you know, um, Apple, Android, Windows phone, Amazon, Kindle, we're on all the different devices. Uh, like I said, it's a completely free download. And then also, you know, of course, if you have Roku or Apple TV, we're on there. We're intermittently off and on of Amazon. They've made a lot of changes, and as they make changes, we have to update our app. Uh, but we're also on there as well. Of course, it's free, so you can add us uh, to your player. And then also, of course, on social media, you can follow me at OKWX Tracker, which, you know, stands for Oklahoma Weather Tracker. And then also on Facebook, Oklahoma Weather Tracker on there as well. 
Awesome. All right. Well, hey, guys, it's time for our lightning round. It's our speed round of fun questions for our guest. And everybody's participating tonight, so I want my freaks to be ready. We are playing no. Are You Smarter Than an Oklahoma Tracker? <laughs> are You Smarter Than an Oklahoma Tracker? So here's what I'm going to do. It, it, they all relate to Oklahoma tornadoes, all the questions that I have. So those of you living in Ohio and Minnesota and Atlanta, sorry, going to have to do your best. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to basically ask a question down the line with all of our freaks, and then I'll finish with our guest, William, uh, and we'll see who is smarter than an Oklahoma tracker. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's do this. We're going to start off nope. easy. Start off easy. So what is the number of Oklahoma tornadoes in 2017? Is it higher or lower than 70? Brady. Uh, I'm going to have to say... Uh, lower. Okay, Chris. I think it was. I know this. Oh man, it, it was right there. I think it was slightly lower. Okay, Kim. I'm gonna go with lower as well. All right, Maz. I'm going higher. Oh come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, MJ. Lower. Lower, and then our our Oklahoma tracker William. I'm gonna say higher. Ooh, Ooh. wow. All right, those of you said lower are smarter than an Oklahoma tracker. Oh, hey. Hey. Oh, wow. Well, they moved the borders, so. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Maz. I don't think that's true. All right, all right. Next, <laughs> next question. Next question. Uh, when was the last year Oklahoma saw an F5 tornado? Brady. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh um, here, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the years. 2011, 2013, or 2015? Uh... 2013. Okay, Chris. Well, it's 2013. All right, Kim. 13. Maz. 13. MJ. Well, I can't go against him. 13. <laughs> all right, uh, William. And I'm going with 13, not just because everyone else. Said all right, you're all smarter than you're all as yeah. smart as an Oklahoma tracker. Reno. We need to switch the order up here. This is the, I feel right, like the I'll, end I'll of the line is just, just kind of right. going with the flow here. <laughs> um, when, when, what's been the only year since 1950 that Oklahoma has seen multiple F5 tornadoes? Was it in the 50s, the 70s, or the 90s? Chris. Oh, I would say it was... Probably, it's probably the 50s. So the year, okay, the 50s. Yeah. So yeah. the only year since 1950 Oklahoma has seen multiple yeah. F5s. Was yeah. that year in the 50s, the 70s, or the 90s? Very good. Kim? Wait a minute. Say, say that question again. I, I'm not yeah, sure. The only, year, the only year mm -hmm. since 1950 that Oklahoma has seen multiple F5s. Was that year in the 1950s, the 70s, or the 90s? Well, was didn't thirteen have more than? But you're not asking about thirteen, right? It's just one of those. Okay, <laughs> that wasn't one okay. of the options. Okay, that wasn't one of the options. Can you write it in as a um, <laughs> Yeah, please. Yeah, I think I think I might go with the. Um, I'm gonna go with the seventies. Seventies, Maz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seventies. MJ. You know, I'm going to switch it up, and I'm actually going to go with one of our viewers who's been uh, batting a thousand here and say the 90s. Brent says the 90s as well. Okay. Uh, Brady. 
My ship's going all the way with MJ, baby. The 90s. The 90s. 90s. All right. We'll, right we'll finish with William. I mean, I want to say the 50s, but I'm going to say the 90s as well. But I'm really, right. I'll be honest. I'm really not sure. According to National Weather Service, if you said the 50s, you were uh, correct. Uh, it was 1955. Oh 1955 is the only year on record that Oklahoma has seen more than one F5 tornado. They saw two that year in 1955. Uh, viewers. I'm just I'm going to be really smart and say they were both on the same day in northern Oklahoma too, and they Whoa. moved to the north. They were both really? on the same day. Yeah, wow. yeah. Double deuce. Yeah, actually, right. one of, actually one of them people. It was after dark, and people said that it was the tornado was glowing. Actually, it was no hitting way. so many power lines. Was, yeah. No way. Did you talk oh, yeah. to them back then? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, it's right here. I got it. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Next up, how many triple-digit tornado years? Since 2007, how many triple-digit tornado years has Oklahoma had since 2007? We're going to start with Kim. Obviously, it's some number, 0 through 10. Um, say the question again. <laughs> how many, how, how many triple-digit tornado years since 2007? So how many years have they had more than right. uh, 100 or more tornadoes? Um, I'm gonna say three. She's okay, something on the screen. Two. I'm going. I know. To. I, I'm starting to get people She's looking at their screens, and I'm not real happy about this. Look at I'm Jay. I'm going two. Two, Brady. You know, I was I was thinking three, so I'm gonna say three because. All right, Sanner. Uh, I believe ten, eleven, and fifteen were all over a hundred for sure. So I'm gonna say three. I don't think any mm. others. Hmm. Okay, and, and then our, our tracker, William. I'm just going to say Gary England got much easier questions a couple of weeks ago. He, he got much easier questions. Yeah, he did. And I want to say, I was thinking three as well. I'm, I'll be honest, I really don't know, but I'll, I'll say three. It is three. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Either Sanders, oh, wait, I said two. Sanders that good, or he's definitely looking up but it, <laughs> it, it, I, I really i mean you're, you're talking in my wheelhouse when i've been chasing I, yeah, I, yeah. It, it was 2010 2011 and 2015 yeah. as wow. you said all right <laughs> two more two more lowest tornado total year since 1950 the lowest tornado total year was that total 16 tornadoes 25 or 29 mass 16. All right, MJ? 25. Brady? Yeah, I'm going 25 because it's right in the middle. Sanner? It's, okay, here's the deal. It was <laughs> definitely, the year was 17 because I have a tornado that oh. definitely happened that year that was not recorded, but it is oh. 16. Oh! Oh! Right. Wow. He won up to you there, Phil. Yeah. Uh -huh. Kim? I'm going with whatever Chris says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Trapper William, what do you say? 16, 25, or 29? I think I'm going to agree with Chris as well. I, this, I, I have no idea. 16. He sounded, he sounded pretty good his answer yeah. there. You, you yeah. would be correct. Very it was 16 in, in 2014. It was very recent, nice. believe it or not. The, the tornado uh, was, actually was December 14th, I saw, too. It was in December but I'm not to take that up at the National Weather Service. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not, All right, know. last question. Last question. What is the highest tornado total year since 1950? Is it 132, 145, or 153? MJ. What was the first one? 
145, although I have... Okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Kim? <laughs> uh, let me think here. Let me think. Uh, 145. I'm going to go with whatever, Chris. Okay, yeah. Maz? If I don't know, can I have my audio cut out and make it... Like, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could splice all this crap out. Yeah. Number 145. All right, William, what do you say? I'm also going to say 145. It, now, it was 145. William, do you know what yeah. year that might have been? I do not. Chris? It was 1999, although 1957, there were 107 tornadoes, and I'm almost certain there was over 200 that year if you counted them as it was today. Just Wait, saying. Chris, Chris, are you married? Hang on. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a fun plan. Uh, are you smarter than an Oklahoma weather tracker? Uh, thanks for playing. William for the record, Freaks. I can't. I can't do that with any other state. Okay. That's right. That's right. And, and you're in Ohio tonight, believe it or not. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Brady. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know we're only a couple months away from the holiday shopping season, right? Oh, yeah. My mom's already hounding me about it. She's already telling me, okay. yes, Brady. I'm like, so you got to do this. You got you to tell your friends to check out the Stormfront Freaks podcast store at stormfrontfreaks.com. So whether it's for you or a storm freak like us, we can deck you out in some great swag. We got men's and women's sport tech t-shirts, professional embroidered polos, even sweatshirts for these cool fall nights that you're experiencing here in Ohio, Sanner. Yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. We, we definitely have the gear for you. And I'll tell you, with hats, winter caps, and rain jackets, we've got something for all the elements so visit and share the Stormfront Freaks podcast store at stormfrontfreaks.com. Phil, you know, I'm typing that address in right now. What's that website again? That is stormfrontfreaks.com. Wow. Anyway, all right, so we're going to take a short break. Our podcast listeners are going to hear the latest edition of the Titans U Minute with our co-host virgin Chris Sanner. Uh, but stay right here. We're going to be back with William and the Freaks to discuss the extent our local and national TV weather channels are going in order to win the ratings war. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Satter. There are a variety of reasons you might want to get into storm chasing, but one of the biggest go-to reasons for many is to see the wildest weather on the planet up close and personal. There's a lot of ways to chase, and there's a lot of different patterns, and there's a lot of different places. Today, let's talk about the three best regions to chase storms. Now, this is a completely subjective opinion, but it's based upon areas that see storms frequently, has a chaseable area, and, well, it has in the past at least, resulted in amazing photographic evidence of severe weather. Let's get to the list. Third on our list is Illinois. It's underrated for chasing for sure, but it should be mentioned amongst the kings of chasing. The road network is simply amazing, and there are always tornado events every year in this state. In fact, you may not know this, but Illinois clocks in with 54 tornadoes a year. Seriously, it's kind of a dream place. Second, on my list at least, is the area from Northeast Colorado into Northwest Kansas and Western Nebraska. The reasons for this area are simple. There are plenty of roads here, and there's also a ton of storms. And, with that, there are a ton of tornadoes. Every year, something stupidly photogenic just happens in this area. 
This area is typically most active mid to late spring, make it in a great spot for slow movers too. First on my list is the land of Oz and the home of Twister, the area of central and northern Oklahoma into central Kansas. This area sees the best combo of roads, severe weather frequency, and big, mean, violent tornadoes in the world. While the occurrence of strong tornadoes may be higher in Dixie, you'll not be able to get a view of them like in this region. After all these years, Kansas and Oklahoma still reign supreme as the place to chase. Do you agree with my list? Do you disagree? Well, let me know on Twitter at ChrisSNR. Also, visit the Tornado Titans on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, so welcome back. Hey, everybody knows media is all about the money, and it takes money to create it, uh, needs money to sustain it. Money comes from advertisers, and advertisers want viewers. So what extremes are local and national TV news and weather channels doing to bring in viewers? What, what has worked? What hasn't worked? Who wants to start us off? Wow. Well, I can well, I can talk a little bit about my experiences just being a woman in television and um, and how we went from at the Weather Channel from wearing business suits. I mean, literally back in the 90s, you know, we and late 80s we were wearing suits, jackets, skirts, and then all of a sudden we get new, you know, management in and they're like, "You know what? We want you guys to dress a little different. We want you you know, we don't want you looking matronly. We want you guys looking, you know, more like women, basically. And and so they said it was for ratings, basically. They said they oh, sure. changed our clothing. You know, we had to wear more dresses, sleeveless dresses, dresses and wear heels and even had somebody go shopping with us. But to me, I think it, it worked and didn't work. It's like some some people liked it and some people did not like it because they didn't think it was professional and they didn't take us as serious. So I don't know. I had a mixed feelings on that. But that was something that for sure was for ratings purposes. Yeah. What, what did you think about it at first before the results came? Um, I was not comfortable with it because I okay. really, you know, for me, I, I was one of the ones that really liked wearing the suit, the jacket, and the skirt or the pants. And I just felt that was professional and you would be taking – taken more seriously. And then when they started changing that, um, it took me a long time. They finally brought me and said, listen, we want you to change your wardrobe because I was the only one that was holding out wearing suits, you know, because I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. But, you know, you do what you got to do, I guess. But, you know, um, I tried to stay as, I don't know, as professional as, as I felt I could without um, not going along with their um, – dress code if you will do you think it's any better now kim than it was um no. or are they still going i think it's been adopted and it's kind of been that you see it everywhere now you see it in all the anchors and you know all the women are wearing you know the sleeveless dresses and um the shorter skirts the heels once in a while i see somebody with a jacket on but not too often anymore so maybe you'll swing back that way but women again have come a long way so maybe it doesn't equate with professionalism anymore. Yeah, Phil. Another thing too that I that I kind of noticed um, during my internship at Ten TV, then AccuWeather, is that they almost have you know getting ratings down to a science. Like they literally were telling you know me as well as uh, Chris Bradley, who the guy who I interned for, what like language to use, like words like tracking. Um, that was actually a word that both AccuWeather and Ten TV 
what you know we're saying to use in your forecast so it's almost like they 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 don't tell you what to say but they almost they give you like words like keywords to put in your forecast um when you're making these things to like grab people's attention and to get people excited for the weather and to get people to pay attention to severe weather and to get people to watch so that was another thing too was was almost like language um, the type of language you use, they, you know, they would, they would kind of coach you on that, which was very interesting to me mm-hmm. um, at the time because I was. There's, just, you know, I, I think that there's there's a lot of you know obviously, and when I say a lot, I mean basically every TV station, you know, they pay consultants, you know, quite a bit of money, and they come in, and I mean basically their entire newscast, I mean they have multiple consultants. Let's go over it, and I mean a lot of it is the language, even with weather uh, that they use. But I mean it's going to vary market to market. A lot of markets, especially Oklahoma City. Uh, there's, you know, they have their own language that they speak, so to speak, regardless yeah. of what the consultants yeah. say. But that's fascinating, though. You know, the the yeah. fact that you know, they're like certain words are going to get people to watch more, and and um, it it's it just it's very I'm, interesting. I'm curious how they measure that. Like, they they get a bunch of people in a room and they just start saying words and find out yeah. when their endorphins start yeah. to oh, perk up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally focused. Lots of research. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot of research that's done, and not I don't honestly think it always works. I mean, consultants want to tell you all kinds of stuff. Uh, definitely doesn't mean, you know, it's going to work. They just want their paycheck at the end of the day. You know? It right. doesn't work because the night they wanted me to wear the Speedo and I said no. <laughs> did you, Matt? Did you? Right. No. Uh, so did everybody else. But yeah. he said no. We can't unsee that image. Oh, I'm kind of hey. I'm intrigued by this whole thing. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, so the, tell me this, both, uh, both Sander and William, uh, because you guys have connections with uh, – you know, contracting out storm chasers or being a contracted storm chaser. What I've seen that obviously is huge now or has gotten bigger. Um, what have been the pluses or minuses to that and that catching on to going, hey, we should get our own storm chasers and video and all that? It's because video sells. I mean, you know, so when people are watching your, especially with severe weather, when they're, when they're tuning in for severe weather, you know, the radar, it tells the story. It shows where the storms are. Uh, but what people want to see is what's really going on. They're tuning into that. I mean, on your app, you can see the radar on the app. People want the added value. And that's one of the things the Weather Channel found out kind of the hard way is that, you know, it's great to have an app. You can look at the weather, but people still want to know the reason why and what's truly happening. And that video, um, I mean, that's what truly tells the story, you know, locally what's going on. And that's, I mean, that's what the storm trackers do, um, you know, when we're producing live city weather coverage. Yeah, there's there's nothing like, uh, having that feed of your meteorologist standing in front of the green screen in front of a tornado happening right now and being right. able to point and say, this tornado is moving this way. Our tracker has it. Uh, Chris, what's going on out there right now? And then me giving a live report, like this mm-hmm. thing is about to hit a house. There's that, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but there's a real drama factor that people want to yeah. see drama on their TV screens. If you've got someone sitting in front on front of a radar screen for six hours during a live severe weather event, that's going to get, that. that's going to like, people's eyes are going to glaze over. Yeah. And that's not a, and, and, and from a public safety standpoint, that's not a good thing because if your eyes are glazing over and there's a supercell moving towards you, uh, right. that's not good. But if you're watching this and you see, oh, there's a tornado coming mm-hmm. toward me, I mean, it, it gives you that extra mile of going, oh, my gosh. And, uh, I mean, you guys had Gary England on a couple of weeks ago, and that was – he was one of the pioneers of that approach here in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. and, and just having the storm chasers and having that video, it adds yeah. the drama, but it also just keeps – I think it adds that – the 
holy crap factor of I need to take shelter. This thing is huge. Yeah. It's time yeah. to get underground. Tell me though a little bit what you guys think too with because here's what I was thinking with the advent of bringing on all these storm chasers, you know, and, and we've had not all that long ago, we've had the issues with, you know, uh, Kelly Williamson uh, and Randy Arnell, and we've had the issues with Mike Bettis and we've had, you know, that, that are contracted or employed through mm -hmm. a, a channel yeah. that are, are also having issues and, and dying or getting in mm -hmm. accidents because are they being forced or are they feeling, I guess, not threatened, but feeling pressured to get closer and get in the storm where normally maybe they wouldn't if the, the channel wasn't um, focusing on that? I would say no. And I think, I think specifically, I mean, I think every storm tracker is a little bit different. But when you get into the more experienced storm trackers, um, I mean, they do like to get a little bit closer. I mean, sometimes they feel like they have that or they kind of get that comfort level of getting closer with storms and you know for you know everyday folks they're kind of like oh my god they're close to that storm this is a big deal but you know for them it's kind of an everyday thing um but but yeah i mean i, I really do think that that factors in and i mean like i said one of the things i've had to learn just doing this is that you know i initially wanted just the biggest team of storm trackers guys you know all over the state people i hadn't even met for example and you know i learned the hard way that it's better to have experienced storm trackers people you know people you can trust to report accurate information. And I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of the bottom line. But even with, you know, the unfortunate situations that have happened with some guys, I, I think they just get too used to being close to weather. Yeah, it's a it's a double-edged sword when it comes to uh, storm chasers and having them on air. On one hand, uh, they're a walking billboard for you out there. I mean, if, if yeah. you have, uh, if you have, you know, KOCO or KFOR, KWTVs, black plaster and all these vehicles out in Western Oklahoma, for instance, that's a walking billboard for you. <laughs> On the other hand, uh, and, and obviously, you know, people are going to want to tune in. But the other hand is the flip side of that is if they do do something wrong, if they do something like speed, run a stop sign or, you know, run through a farmer's field, any number of things, and that's caught on footage, suddenly that's your station now in trouble. And so, I mean, you, you got to know, you got to trust everybody out there. For me personally, at KOCO, uh, we've actually had many talks about safety, about not doing stupid things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's always been our thing. I can't comment on other stations. I know uh, other stations all across this country uh, sometimes take risks that probably shouldn't be taken. But you just kind of get to a point where... Uh, I guess safety is the most important thing. Coming home at the end of the day, but giving good video and good reporting is the most, like the utmost importance. But and I, I, and I, I agree. Yeah, out. yeah. Go ahead. No, the, the only thing I was going to add. I mean, just even from like an editorial standpoint, you know, when we're producing the coverage live, you know, just like I tell my guys, I mean, you know, I don't want to put out the video of you being so close to a tornado or a storm that it looks dangerous, that it puts the people at home uncomfortable, and they're thinking. What are these guys doing? You know, what I mean, what are they doing? They're they're too close. This looks dangerous. I'm uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Because people they, they do feel like they that. worry and they worry. That, and just, yes, that, that's exactly. So I mean, so that's why I mean, we, you know, we try and get close, but just not too close. And at the end of the day, that's what I tell my guys: you just don't need to be, uh, you know, that close. Well, did you guys watch? Is it Jeff Petrowski? Petrowski. Yeah, did you watch his, you know, his stream live when he was, you know, getting hit by a, a Hurricane Harvey? Are you talking about the Harvey? Yeah. Yes. 
I did see. I didn't see it live. I saw. I, I watched saw the replay on, on Periscope. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I was. I'm not kidding. I was yelling at the phone, telling him yeah. to get back in the car. <laughs> uh, it was. Yeah. I have not been. You know, and I've been through two tornadoes, and I, my heart was jumping out of my chest. Like, oh my gosh, this is. I'm gonna watch him maybe die, and I felt guilty. Like I shouldn't be watching this, because yeah. his. You know, this whole car wash could collapse on him, and I thought. He really put his life in danger, and his wife was calling him. And I felt so bad. It was just, I felt funny watching it, but I couldn't stop either. So, yeah. Jeff is Jeff is a very good storm tracker. Jeff is also very good at the buildup around his chases when he has an audience. So he really? he's uh yeah he's he's good. Okay, yeah. So that you know I I think he got a little too close, but um, I couldn't. And he's stop okay, watching. right? And he's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I think his stream actually went down for a minute. I think people were yeah. kind of concerned. Oh, I was, what was going out. on. Yeah. I think there were some other storm trackers there with him, and they tweeted out that everything was fine. Yeah, Kim, Kim, Kim I think you bring happened. up Kim. I think you bring up a really good point, though. It's like, mm -hmm. as consumers, we almost want the hype. So when people give us the hype, it, it's like, it's what we want. You know, it's it's everyone wanted to see someone in the eye of a, a tornado or a hurricane. Yeah. And, so it's like, well, that's what we got. And even right. though, you know, in, in other things, we're, you know, like predicting the weather, like we mm -hmm. want to watch, you know, I'm not saying we want to watch the news about some bad hurricane that's going to go hit um, Florida, but that's why people watch the weather channel. You know, that, that's why their numbers are going through the roof right now. So how do we strike that balance between, you know, giving people what they want versus giving them accuracy? You know, that's well, it's tough. You're right, Brady. But, you know, I'll tell you, I wasn't watching the weather channel. I was watching Jeff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. like, so what does that mean? You know, what does, yeah. they should be doing something like that. So I watched them. I mean, I don't know, but all I know is I wasn't watching the weather channel. I was watching him. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. yeah. How many views did he get? In like, you know, a lot. like a million or something wow. crazy. That was yeah. live. I don't know. It was crazy. Well, let, let's, uh, so you bring up that point, you know, what channels and Steve, uh, TV channels are doing. You know, we talked a little bit about overhype. Well, now we got Hurricane Irma. Uh, barreling down on on Florida uh, in the next couple days, you know, and I've seen I don't know about you guys, but on social media I've seen, you know, oh like gosh. some legitimate news channels and newspaper uh, uh, newspaper companies retweeting or talking about Cat Six Category Six, yeah. uh, you know, and and two two plus days ago there are you know trying to. Pick, oh, it's going to landfall here, and and nobody knew. I mean, yeah. still today, it's it's you know we've now finally started to narrow it down, but it's there's still question mm -hmm. uh, to landfall, and and everybody wanted to to declare where the landfall was going to be even two days ago. So is that is is this overhype as we're talking about? Is that good? Is that people want what they want to hear, or? Mm -hmm. I, you know, my, my opinion on the, on the, on the whole, uh, the hype train, you know, quote unquote, that a lot of people talk about it. I mean, I'll try and relate it to the hurricane down in Florida. I mean, I, you know, I don't live down there, so it's a, it's a little bit different for me, but I mean, you have to be able to catch people's attention. And, you know, that's even one of the things I've learned. You know, if you draw up a severe weather risk map, you have a little bit of yellow on there. People look at it and they're like, eh, okay, you drop a severe weather risk map has big red bullseyes on there. You know, that really does get their attention. And I mean, here in Oklahoma, we have so many different levels of severe weather uh, that, you know, especially through the spring, I mean, any day could be a severe weather day. But we have those, you know, kind of more enhanced days. And that's when you really have to drive that message home. So whether it's, you know, hype or not, I don't really think so. And I think in Florida, you could apply that as well. I mean, this is, you know, a killer situation, literally, uh, for those folks. And, you know, there's people down in the Keys 
uh, you know, that maybe they don't want to evacuate. I mean, they're lifelong, you know, people have lived in the Keys and they just don't evacuate for hurricanes, but this is such a serious situation that they need to get that message, you know, to get off. Yeah, well, what, what you run into uh, in today's environment, media environment, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, well, probably more like 20, 15, 20 years ago now, uh, you know, you had seven people in a room that you could listen to, you know, you said, I'm going to listen to this one and this one. Well, today, those same seven people are in the room and they're still probably the best at delivering that information. But there's also about 250 other people saying mm -hmm. the same thing. So how do you stand out? You got to yell louder. That's how you right. do it. That's Otherwise, true. your message isn't going to get across. I mean, that's today's media environment. Because if you don't yell louder and you're one of those big seven, uh, then one of these other 250 are going to yell louder and they're going to get the attention and they're going to have this map of Irma when it's way out in the Atlantic going all the way down under and into Texas and they're going to get 20, 30,000 shares. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be wondering why the heck no one's listening to you anymore. That's, that's the problem with today's media environment. Now, and why no one's paying you anymore. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. I mean, and you know, another but thing. You know, the, the... Real quick. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, go ahead. I was just on, just on my thought. I know there was some research done when the Weather Channel, we used to do the five-day forecast, then we went to like a 10-day. And we we were horrified as meteorologists. We were like, there's no way. You know, we can't give people a 10-day forecast. We can't even get day three right, you know? <laughs> and so they came back with this research from focus groups and said, you know what? They don't care. They don't care. They don't care if you're right or wrong at 10 days or even seven days. They don't care. They just want something. They won't remember what you said anyway. So I think a lot of people think that too, that, okay, a week out, I'll say where landfall is going to be. They're not going to remember what I said, you know? So why not give them something? Uh, you, you, you really hit it right on the head. And I, I do a 12-day forecast. Chris, sorry, I keep cutting you off. It's not intentional. Sorry about that. But, but, but <laughs> no, I, I do a 12-day forecast. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's other people still in Oklahoma City who only do a seven. But a lot of that is, you know, consultant driven where, I mean, management doesn't let them go any further. But I get so many responses, especially when I first started doing it. People just want to see the trend. What is the general trend right. going to be? You know, right. I mean, they know they know day 12 isn't going to verify. They just want to know what does the future hold with weather? Yeah. So who's going to do the 13 day? That's what I want to know. I, I know. I know. If somebody does 12, I'll definitely go to 14. I'm just waiting. On it. We, we can do it. We can do it now. We can go to 14. That's for I sure. I honestly so. have a 30 day. Yeah, I honestly have a theory about this. I think honestly, you could set up a weather brand and you could literally just throw out the most insane, crazy scenario possible every time, make it seem serious and important, and you would get a huge followership. People yeah. don't care. There's a there's a huge segment of the population that will not care. They don't care right. about accuracy. They just want to see pretty colors. I mean, and, and that, that's a that's a real phenomenon. I don't know. I mean, it's not a good thing for sure. But I mean, you but, could but I, do that. And it's I, and, I, yeah. Go ahead. William. I would say I would say at this point. I mean, that you can definitely see the trends. I mean, you know, day twelve. It's not the most accurate, but I mean, you can see storm systems. You know, as they're potentially inbound, whether it's severe weather whether it's winter weather or whatnot, but there's a trend there. They're not super accurate, but it's not, you know, even when you're talking about 10, 11, 12 days out, it's, it's not, you know, just complete wash, you know, at that point in time. All right. So I'm, I'm going to cut this short uh, so we can kind of keep moving, but we, we want uh, all of our viewers, listeners, let us know what you guys think uh, of the subject. You can email us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or find us on Twitter or Facebook and tag us your thoughts so we can share that on our next show. We're going to go ahead and take our final break. The rest of you can refill your drinks. And when we come back, it's time for some great new WX resources. 
our hilarious weather fools, and I'm sure Kim will show us some cartoons as well. No, not today. <laughs> not today. Oh. <laughs> This is former Hurricane Hunter and Recon Coordinator Warren Madden, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. All right, welcome back. Hey, it's time now for weather resources. Really cool things that you can see weather-wise or awesome information, some of the latest tech that's out there. Uh, we got a bunch of folks who got it for tonight. Let's start with uh, Brady. Brady, what do you have? Well, uh, so Chris and I both have, I believe, Twitter people to follow. So we'll see if it's the same person. But so my person, uh, especially with Hurricane Irma, uh, he used to work with Weatherbill, uh, Ryan Maui. Yeah, um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, he he is fantastic. I um, have followed his uh, tweets religiously with Irma, and then especially in the winter, uh, he was part, most he was partially responsible for. Um, helping Weatherbell bring Weatherbell to its glory with the graphics um, and, and the color scheme. Um, but he's a data cruncher and he's a really smart guy. Um, but follow him on Twitter. It's at uh, Ryan, Ryan with a Y and then uh, Maui, M-A-U-E. Um, and it, he's uh, pretty good. Yeah. I follow him too. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. So Chris, do you have the same thing? Uh, yes, I do. I actually have Ryan. Uh, it's either Maui or Mal, so we'll just, we'll just we'll, yeah, we'll just run with that. Also, Levi Cowan at Tropical Tidbits, another great mm. tropical uh, follow. I mean, with this everything going on, peak of hurricane season, those two guys. If you follow both of them, you're going to learn something. I honestly, I'm I'm a flatlander. I don't, you know, tropical <laughs> weather is kind of out of my purview. But yeah, I've I've learned a lot these last few weeks. I'm it's because of those two guys mainly. Yeah. Even the learned can learn. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kim, were you gonna do yours or not? I'm trying to remember. You no, holding uh-uh. it? No. Hold, okay, yeah. we'll go to Phil then. Yeah. Phil? Matt Matt, you always got that short term memory issue. <laughs> It's like, what did, did, you, did you have one? No, no, you didn't have one. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> He's got All right. Knowledge. So my, my WX resource, you know, I'm I'm sad to say that I think unfortunately uh, we'll possibly be repeating here in another two weeks on our next show, but uh, it's www.redcross.org slash donate slash hurricane dash Harvey. Uh, you can go online uh, to donate and, and give uh, for disaster relief. What I think is even better option is you can actually get on your phone and you can text Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, text Harvey to 90999, and that will set up an opportunity for you to automatically donate $10 uh, to the Red Cross uh, to help with disaster relief for Hurricane Harvey. So again, if you want to do that, really simple to do, Mm -hmm. Uh, text Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, to 90999 that's the number you'll uh, text that to and they'll come back with a response and verify that you want to uh, help donate ten dollars so uh, like I said I'm, I'm fearful that that we're going to be back doing this all over again uh, I feel for you know even though I mentioned them as a weather fool you know just a couple episodes ago I, I fear and feel for FEMA and National Weather Service and all the you know thousands of people that uh, it's their job to help with disaster relief, and now they just they've got another one right on the heels. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, there's like three hurricanes right now in the Atlantic. So this is, this is really something. And you may have missed, you know, as we were going through that, how do you find out? So just in case you didn't miss it, you can check out uh, the information on stormfrontfreaks.com. Look at our episode 35 show notes for those links. We'll have them in case you were trying to ride or you're driving or whatever it is that you're doing right now. Um, So that way you won't miss the information. All right, Brady, this is your favorite segment coming up. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite (laughs) segment of the podcast, baby. It's everybody's favorite segment, according to Brady. It's everyone's favorite favorite segment. Trust me. I'm getting some listener feedback. Trust me. But uh, so this is Weather Fools. Um, this is where we talk about something us as the freaks saw in the news on the internet, uh, a funny weather joke uh, or a funny weather cartoon in the case of Kim, which I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> Thank thoroughly you. enjoy. Thank you. Uh, I'll so, have it next time. So, Phil, what is or who is your Weather Fool this All week? All right. So, my Weather Fool uh, is going to go back to uh, Hurricane Harvey. There was in the press, and, and this just goes, you guys talked about this earlier when we were talking about what's, you know, what are TV stations now doing to get the ratings, all that kind of stuff. And it, and it's, you know, it's the fake news. It's, it's just all this stuff where people are trying to be the first to report something or first to report something that seems dramatic when really maybe it isn't that much. But there was a big hubbub about one of the big churches in Houston, which is Lakewood. Uh, church. It's a big mega church headed by Joel Osteen. Uh, a lot of you might know, author and a pastor there at the church. But but the big hubbub was when Houston was getting flooded, they didn't open their doors to uh, people to shelter people. And you know, of course, it's always there's always two sides of the story uh, to really find out what's in the middle and what what it's all about. And and people didn't take the time to realize that. Where Lakewood Church is, is in a big arena where the Houston Rockets used to play. And it's actually in a floodplain. And so while Houston was flooding, uh, the church was in the process. When when they bought that arena, they actually built up some flood barrier walls uh, around the arena and their parking structure and everything else because they knew they were in that floodplain. So they had to build that up. And the water was... Uh, increasing and growing and and getting to the point where it could threaten the wall that they had built. So in our day and age of uh, legality issues and covering your butt and everything else, uh, they just, they didn't want to take anybody in when they had the threat of possibly flooding themselves. Um, But of course, once the water started receding and they knew that they would be able to do that, they did, but no one reported that. Everybody wanted to report right away the fact that yeah. uh, they turned some people away that, that came to the front doors initially uh, when the flood waters started rising. And, you know, that's what everybody caught on to and bought on to because it was a big story. Fake so my, my weather fake fools news. are all the fake news fake uh, people. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Phil. I, and I actually didn't know that. I, I thought... I thought he had just not opened his doors. Um, and I, cause I still haven't, you know, I was following that story pretty closely and I still haven't heard that story yet. So that's kind of crazy that that just hasn't gotten out or people don't want it to get out. Or no, it's not as interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as mm-hmm. exactly. So it doesn't, it doesn't steal the headlines. That, that's right. probably, that's yeah. Probably yeah. All right. So I believe did Kim, do you No, you don't have a, I do. I have a wonderful, I do, I do, I do. Okay. So this has to do with Irma and, um, Let's see. I'm going to do this correctly. Okay. Do you see it? Oh, wow. Are you practicing, Kim? There you go. I know. Look there at you, that. That's money. 
Wow. Okay, oh my so, gosh. Yes. Explain um, what we're seeing. All it's right. So we slide. are actually seeing this is um, is it Dominica? I think I another look from Melville Hall. This is a tweet from TT Weather Center, and it actually shows um, a seawall. It looks like or something built up here in Dominica. Um, a lot of swells coming in from Hurricane Ooh. Irma, and there's somebody standing. <laughs> not far from the wall and all this the waves are coming over the top of it and this person standing there and this huge wave comes over just <laughs> knocks i can't tell if it's a, a, a man or a woman knocks them down and they go flying they just go flying with the water there we go just just knocks oh them off gosh. their feet and just sends them downstream with this with this surge just with this the, with all the water coming yeah. in so again should that person have been there? No. You know, this is the kind of stuff that kills people. And yeah. so I just thought this would be appropriate to show. You know what? But here's the funny thing is, right? That's good old storm porn. It got you to watch. It got all kinds of other people to watch. Yeah. And it was just a matter of, hey, get really close. Yeah. So right. that when the wave comes, see what happens. And then we'll get all these hits and clicks. And Yeah. The only problem right. is now everyone and their sister is going to be trying to do that. You know, people are going to be out in the waves trying to surf now. So right. Sanders sure. doing that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Phil, do we have any other weather fools who also is a weather fool? I... Oh, you. yeah, me. That's right. There you yeah. go. Uh, so my weather fool this week, uh, a little close to home, well, close to Florida, I should say. Um, it was an email from, I won't say who, because uh, I don't want to reveal their identity, but it was someone in our neighborhood who was basically forwarding or basically making these weather reports um, for Irma and, and kind of telling other people in the neighborhood about, you know, what was going to happen. Um, and the forward started with, because one of my, one of our neighbors forwarded this to me, they said, um, like, not sure how this, uh, he was like, here, you know, this is for Brady because he's a weather guy. And she said, not sure how this guy knows so much or who he really is. <laughs> and he goes and he goes on and he displays like a GFS model of it going uh, off east coast of Miami. And this was sent today, I believe, after the Euro came out or it. Oh, yeah, it was 1124. So it was before the New York came out. But I haven't done anything since then. And it was basically saying, hey, you know, we should be fine. It's going to be a close call. And it had enough meteorology terms to make it sound like the guy knew what he was talking about but to a guy that knows situations has been following it you know every hour it, he doesn't <laughs> so it that, that kind of stuff can be really dangerous because yeah. and all the neighbors be like oh we'll be fine we're just gonna ride this out yeah. uh you know billy down the street told me we're fine so so you know that's real like, name billy yeah no it's, <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm sure he's a great guy and and i you know but just he you gotta you know you gotta trust the experts here when it comes to something like this um but yeah you know anyway th those are our weather fools uh we'll okay. have those at stormfrontfreaks.com under the episode 35 show notes go and check it out i heard we can actually buy some apparel uh there too right phil <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are we like did i did i miss are we Shameless. paying you for sales uh, we must have missed something i guess yeah, it's coming it's, uh, it's coming baby that's good Wait, okay yeah no no we don't see any of that hey anyway uh listen uh, listener questions responses mj what do we got hey we had an active uh week after that last uh, show a lot of a lot of people chime in and wanted to do a shout out too to our uh, viewers on youtube they've been very active and participatory tonight uh, one of our new new uh, viewers, Brent, uh, 
did went I think four for five on the questions there. Wow. And, and, uh, wow. Yeah, so he's an Oklahoman, so you got uh, he's got that going for him. Or um, Google fingers. Right? Yeah, you know that could be it too. Um, but we had had a, a bunch of people tweeting too. We had Liz. Uh, Liz. Liz is a Brady fan. Uh, so Brady, if you didn't see her uh, tweet, you better take a look. Uh, she shared a hurricane related meme that I think you will enjoy. Oh, is it with cats? Um, better be with cats. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Rex, a little serious note, says the decision uh, not to evacuate Houston will unfortunately be one measured in how many lives will be lost. And, of course, we know that some of that happened. Um, Heather says, ooh, she's loving this. That's great. Uh, Orc Shaman uh, loved Warren Madden's stories and also uh, commented on his uh, World of Warcraft. Yep, uh, yep. I was going to say World of Warcraft. That's yep. Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> Heather, Heather number two is jonesing for a Stormfront Freaks cup. So yep. I know, you, Phil, you said where she can get one of those. Um, uh, Barry, uh, Barry Gray, one of our uh, uh, typical uh, viewers, uh, was uh, uh, rolling on the floor laughing at Kim's issues with screen sharing. Um, and, and then last but not least, Phil, our mom, uh, commented. Uh, she listened uh, to the... I think we've got everybody's mom now. Yeah. Uh, she said, wow, this was good. Uh, she listened to the Warren Madden uh, episode. So thank you, everybody, for uh, commenting. Thank you. Thank did she push us over the thank limit you, for the you. downloads? She that... did, yeah. She, she was that so. one that now made that the most... ten different computers. Most... <laughs> I don't know if she would know how to do that, but... That's <laughs> true. Does that work? Uh, but anyway, yeah, we're the show everyone's mom loves. So, Santa, we got to get right. your mom watching our show and... And grandma. Getting her hooked. And, and grandmas. Yeah. All right, so that about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast uh, and Stormfront Freaks Raw. Hey, thanks for listening and watching. Uh, we hope you take the time to leave us a review on your podcast app and subscribe to the show. Uh, or you can also just send us an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. We just want to know what you like most uh, about the show, what you like uh, watching or listening. Uh, special thanks to our guest, William Cole. And now listen to this. We've got all kinds of exciting guests on the horizon. I'm just going to go down some of the folks. we got coming up uh, Rick Smith. He's the warning coordinator Ooh. meteorologist for the National yeah. Weather Service in Norman, Oklahoma. Love Rick. And a, a nice. panelist on the Weather Brains. We also have weather producer for AMHQ and the Weather Underground on the Weather Channel, Catherine Pro Proctive. Is that is it Proctive or Prosive? Prosive. Yeah, I heard someone. I always thought it was Prosive, and someone I heard uh, say Proctive. So Prosive, Catherine Prosive. She's going to be back, but this time as a Ooh. guest. Uh, we've had her on the show as kind of a guest co-host once before. Mm -hmm. uh, we got John Gordon. He's the uh, WFO head of the National Weather Service in Louisville and a former hurricane hunter. Uh, he's also coming up. And we have a number of companies participating in our annual holiday shopping episode prior to Black Friday. So we'll have lots of weather Ooh. products to review and give away to you, our listeners, for the holidays. So lots of cool stuff coming up. But coming up next... Uh, our episode in two weeks, recording live on September 21st, will be with meteorologist and weather correspondent for CNN, Jennifer Gray, will be our guest. So that'll be awesome. So go to stormfrontfreaks.com or our YouTube channel if you'd like to watch it live. Awesome. So for MJ, Maz, Brady, Kim, 
and no longer a virgin Chris. Uh, I am going to <laughs> signal the all clear, and we'll catch you guys all next time. Woo! Bam! Adios. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.